0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome. Tonight's class is titled The Pintele Yid. The Pintele Yid, a famous quote by Raise of Hand. How many people have heard the expression, The Pintele Yid? The Pintele Yid, the essence of the Jew. Is it Hebrew and or Yiddish? I, I believe it's a Yiddish word.
1: It's
0: always Yiddish. Yeah. And I. Every time we have a class, there's always something we're gonna find fascinating, and uh, the takeaway is always fantastic, always very special. But tonight, we're really gonna learn some very special, meaningful, and um, perhaps life-changing realities about about yourself, about the person sitting next to you, and about all of us. Previously, we've discussed how life. To live means to allow someone else within you. The more you accept, the more you're willing to be a vessel, Chachma, Hashem is able to be within you. The moment you say, I am, I am I, Pare said, I am I, you're excluding Hashem from you, you're excluding Chachma from within you. So effectively, that person is dead, they may be living, they may be, they may be medically alive but in the true sense of life, to be able to fulfill your mission and connect with Hashem someone that feels they are who they are and they're complete, they're not allowing Hashem within them is in a sense, spiritually dead and I want to take a moment and clarify, when I say the word, allow Hashem within you, the, the word, those words, they get me nervous a little bit. I feel like it's not such a Jewish expression, to allow Hashem within you. So let me kind of clarify what I mean by that. Well, let me ask Yitzchak, what does it mean in our context? What do you think it means that you have to allow Hashem within you?
2: Be aware of that. Within
0: you. Be aware of Hashem within you. That's a good, good understanding. My Mendel, how do you understand this? Emulate His ways. Emulate Hashem. Emulate that's a good. That's good. Yeah. Howard, what does it mean to allow Hashem within you? you know, I was going to say similar since, since we can't
3: uh, understand. Hashem and His essence and how to
0: do that the best we can do is follow what He told us to do follow what He told us to do and I want to I share that perhaps the words shouldn't be allow Hashem within you because that's not even what we discussed previously Truth, the true, the true words we've discussed previously are to not think you are everything The moment you recognize you're not everything, Hashem is within you. You're not allowing Hashem within you. I like what we heard before, you're just, you're recognizing that you're not everything. So then Hashem, which is within you, which is within us, is expressed. Yes David?
1: The process, it seems to me, from what I have read and what the Tanya, if I understand it correctly, is intimating, is that you purge your ego that that is the most important thing. If you are dominated by ego, you have no room for anything else. And when you manage to move your ego out of the way and become receptive, you then can share your being with uh, Hashem.
0: Exactly, exactly. The moment you remove your ego, so Hashem, which is within you, is revealed. You're alive the moment your ego takes over so you've concealed Hashem within you you're losing out on that life support and that is why and that's where we're holding now in chapter 19, page 80 right column we're up to Half, halfway down, the line starts, they die without wisdom. If you see, if you could just uh, sh- show me. Do you have the line, they die without wisdom? Again, page 80. Right-hand column. They die without wisdom. Previously, we were talking about Klipa, Kalipa were saying... Someone that Kalipa is not the idea of Klippa, the idea of, of negativity is to take. And so are the wicked and transgressors of Israel, Poyshe Yisrael, before they face the test to sanctify God's name, before a Jewish person is put against a sword and said, God forbid. They're threatened. They say, either bow down to this idol or die. Hashem has given us the ability to give up our life. At that moment, every Jew has the ability. But prior, before that test has come, there are Jewish people which are separated from Hashem. Now how could that be? If every Jew has a 10 sefirot and the first firah is chachma and within chachma is the essence of Hashem so how can a Jew sin against Hashem? If, if Hashem is watching you every moment the essence of Hashem is within you how could a Jew go ahead and sin? for the faculty of chachma which is in the divine soul with the spark of godliness from the light of the ain't so blessed is he that is closed in it as it were in exile in their body (coughs) a person has the ability to put God in exile these are very strong words unfortunately though they're true words Hashem says that when Mashiach comes Hashem is going to return from exile when did Hashem go to exile? so firstly when a Jew is in exile Hashem comes with him but second of all If a Jew does something inappropriate, Hashem is with him. Wherever a Jew goes, Hashem is with him.
1: But he denies his godly
0: soul. He's denying his godly soul to reveal itself. But his godly soul is still there.
1: But yes, all I said was he denies.
0: Yeah. When someone does a sin, Hashem is there with him. Hashem... And like we're going to learn later on Literally It's like taking a king And taking his head And sticking it into a toilet bowl That's the expression we're going to learn soon Hashem is there wherever you go You're not running away from Hashem Hashem is within you The essence of Hashem is within you Within Chachmah But unfortunately, a person has the ability to exile God, so to say. Within the animal soul. The animal soul coming from the Klippa takes over. And where is the animal soul? In the left part of the heart. And if someone is sinning, so then the animal soul is reigning and holding sway over their body. We're now on the top of page 82, and this is in accordance with the esoteric doctrine of the exile of the Shekhinah, as mentioned earlier, earlier. That the according to Kabbalah, what does it mean that Hashem is in Galos? Hashem is in exile. This is when, unfortunately, a Jew doesn't follow through on Torah and mitzvot. At that moment, Hashem is in exile. He's covering up on Hashem. So we all have this, we all have Chachma, we all have the essence of Hashem within us. A Jew is a Jew is a Jew, but there is, unfortunately, the ability to cover over it. There is the ability to conceal it. And for this reason, that is why this love of the divine soul, whose desire and wish is to unite with God, the fountainhead of life, Chaye Ya blessed is he, is called Ava Esutaret, hidden love. That is why this love, this natural love that every Jew has, like a child to his son, this natural love that a Jew has to connect with his source, with Hashem, is called a hidden love. Why? for it is hidden and veiled in the case of transgressors of Israel some of that is sins in him, it's within him even within him there's this love but it's revealed, it's concealed in the sackcloth of the klipah in the ashes of the klipah nonetheless even though the klipah may be ashes but it's still covering over that love How could a Jew sin? How could a Jew sin? It's the most foolish thing in the world. To do a mitzvah is to be rewarded with the essence of Hashem. To do a mitzvah is to be united with Hashem. So how could a Jew sin? What, what is a Jew thinking when he sins, Yeshua? Or maybe he's not thinking.
4: Well, either they're not thinking, or they are, and they realize that they're doing something that they shouldn't be doing, but they do it anyways. And so they, 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 they come up with some kind of a justification for what they're going to do, and they just uh, and they set aside the rule.
0: They've convinced themselves it's, it's they, okay. They
4: convince themselves that it's okay, and uh, you know nobody's watching,
0: and exactly uh, Hashem is not there, and uh, we,
5: we are sophisticated
0: people. <laughs> I'm sure if you, you, you hit on the button the Gemara and Sota says that how does a person sin whence there enters into them a spirit of folly to sin a spirit of foolishness they've convinced themselves as the rabbis have said a person does not sin unless the spirit of folly has entered into him the magnitude of the sin and on the contrary, the, the magnitude of, of a mitzvah, if we would truly recognize what they are, it, there's no choice. It's not like a choice to do a mitzvah or a sin. Hashem has given us free choice, and at times we have the ability to completely fool ourselves. So man does have the ability to sin. When he sins, he's concealing He's taking these ashes of Klippa and covering over on godliness But Hashem is still there within him Hashem is still there within him And like we've discussed previously That even if God forbid a Jew Does everything he can to separate from Hashem He tries to convert to another religion He's a pure Jew <coughs> that's, that's tremendous Yitzchak So uh, I think God
2: said that The uh, concept that uh, of <coughs> sins Become mitzvahs
0: You like that Oh sure Yeah Yitzchak is bringing My my sins aren't that original (laughs) There are many Yitzchak is mentioning very very well That In a place where a person That has separated from Hashem But then come close Where he stands Even the greatest Sadiq, Even someone that has Always been perfect Will never come close to that level that's a tremendous, tremendous point, yeah. Thank you for mentioning it.
4: So just a quick question. Please. Here. Maybe not. All right, so Joe, Jew who is ignorant of the rules of kashrut and eats trade, unknowingly, not even knowing that it is treif, yeah. has sinned or not sinned?
0: First, he just reminded me of a story, a tragic story. But let me share it at the the, for the first four generations of Chabad there was no Chabad Yeshiva there was never a need at the time, no one felt that there was a need for a Chabad Yeshiva and around the time of the 5th Rebbe there was a there was a revolution going on in the Jewish world um, in Russia and Germany at the time and it was a social revolution and it was really unfortunately eating up a lot of the Jewish youth the enlightenment and there's one story there's one story that happened at that time that really shares what, what was going on a rabbi walks into a room on Shabbos and he sees three of his students they're smoking and then he says, "What is this? It's Shabbos. What are you doing?" So the first one says, "Oh, we forgot it's Shabbos." <laughs> the second one says, "I knew it was Shabbos. I just forgot you now let it smoke." The third one says, "We just forgot to lock the door."
2: Oh, <laughs> quite
0: a tragic story. Meaning, we're able to learn and, be, and, and recognize Torah But unfortunately, at times We also have the ability to use it as intellect Haskalah, to use it as intellect I brought this up because
4: Yeah, what about the fourth one?
5: <laughs>
0: if, when it comes to Shabbos, for example There's a major discussion What happens if someone I think the example is Let's say a person cooked on Shabbos and they didn't know it was Shabbos so then the halacha is they did something wrong but it's not intentional and they need to bring a sacrifice so you're, you're, so you're asking if someone is sinning but they don't know it's a sin so there is something when they, reco- when they find out what has happened there is a rectification they need to do but they wouldn't be considered sinners of Israel at all yeah. okay we're good to go?
4: But
0: the other three No comment <laughs> Well Hashem Hashem decides But okay. I said Why do I say Hashem decides I'll share one more story After the Holocaust And we should We should talk about this one time more, more in depth But after the Holocaust Numerous rabbis But specifically One leading rabbi Came ahead and said That the Holocaust Was a punishment For the sins of the Jewish people at that time. And the truth is, they, very few times was the Rebbe passionate in a way that he was screaming. But this was one of the times where the Rebbe was like in, 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 you could almost say like over the top. Yeah, and he, he shared... Disagreed. What? He disagreed. Disagreed, but he shared four reasons that to say such a thing goes against Hashem, the Torah goes against humanity and we'll leave it for for another time, but I want to share one observation that the Rebbe said the Rambam shares the only person in the world, or not the only person, the only entity that is able to judge a person is Hashem no one else knows how, how hard it was for all of you to come to tonight's class for some of you, it may have been really easy. For some of you, harder. For some of you, it could have been that each one of us recognizes the challenges we go through throughout life. And the only person who can say, this is a sin, truly is Hashem. I just wanted to bring that back. To... Okay, <laughs> bringing it back into the Tanya. So we recognize that people can sin. And when they sin, they're covering over on Hashem. they tragically but now we're going to discuss how the essence of Hashem is hidden within them but why is it that the essence of Hashem is never going to be truly lost why is the essence of Hashem never truly lost why is it that in a moment we're able to, to awaken the essence of Hashem why is it that there's no way for a Jew to separate himself from Hashem? Why can't he... Why can't he... What, what happens when you're in one army and you trade to the other? What's that called? When you're in the American army and then you join the Russian army. Or, or es- treason. 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 <laughs> well, why can't a Jew, God forbid, go from being a Jew to something else? Because you're
4: always a Jew.
0: Why? Okay, you were born that way, so why can't you change it? And if we're saying that the Klipa surrounds you and it takes you over, so someone that has sunken into Klipa, he's done. Why why is he not done? Yeah.
3: God chose you to be a Jew, and just because you want to change it doesn't mean you can you be changing uh, something God decided.
0: Why? I just we, we mentioned earlier that you're able to take Hashem and, and you're able to take the king and put his put his head into dung. You're able to do terrible things. So why, why can't you just break all connection to Hashem? Well, because he made the
3: connection. If he wants it
0: broken, he'll break it. Okay, Fair point. But, but I want to share even more. Klippa lives where? What's the capital of Klipa in your heart? The left ventricle of your heart. What is the capital of godliness in your brain? Hashem is within Chachma. Intellect. Intellect is in your brain. Klipa is within your emotions, which are in your heart. So, Klipa has no power over Chachma. The the, the essence of Hashem is in a place in in your being, which is never able to be affected by Klipa. All that could happen is, Kalippa could cover it over, it could try, but it can't change, it can't change your essence. It's not that there's two people fighting and they're equal. It's not equal. And that is why, in a moment, a person could be the greatest sinner ever. But when he's going to be put to, put to task with the question, are you a Jew or not? He's going to say, I'm a proud Jew. Because at that moment, his wisdom, his Chachma, was revealed. Let's put it in other words. When a person is sinning, their emotions are taking them over. They're completely lost with their emotions. The moment someone comes and makes them think, I mean, not of course they could think, but the moment someone comes and puts him to task and makes, and makes him really get to down who he is, in a moment the evil, the eclip the is gone from within him. We're going to actually learn the moment, you, the moment the person reveals the essence of Hashem, the klipa disappears as if it was never there. For example, someone who was sinning, and one moment later they were threatened with their life, at that moment they've actually cleaned themselves, cleansed themselves. Meaning, if you you would ask them a moment later someone, someone said look are you, either you convert or die and they say I'm a Jew and they don't die at that moment he's truly a new person once his Chachma was revealed once he's allowed the essence of Hashem to be revealed within him he has actually changed over his emotions it takes one moment Am I being clear or should we say it again? Let's say it again. When a person is sinning, his emotions are controlling him. And they are concealing over the essence of God. But the moment the essence of Hashem is revealed, his, the klipa not only is disabled, it's actually completely removed.
3: What do you mean by essence of God?
0: Revealed. Hashem is always within you. The essence of God is within your chachma. Mm-hmm. But a sinner, God forbid, can just Im- cover it cover it up with ashes of klipa. When he's sinning, he's not acknowledging that he's a Jew. He's not acknowledging that he's connected to us, to the essence of Hashem. So far, makes sense. Yeah. But the moment that someone's going to reveal the essence of Hashem within him. The moment someone's going to say, "Are you a Jew?" and he says yes, at that moment the essence of the the is going to be removed from him. Temporarily. No.
5: Permanently?
0: Not permanently. God forbid, a person can go back into the spiral. Well, that's why I'm asking. Yeah, but it's going to be re- it's going to it's going to give him a new start. For the duration that the essence of Hashem is revealed, the Klifa is gone. No, even more than that. It's, it's like a new beginning for the person. He could, God forbid, go ahead and sin again, yeah, like a but he's not going to be tangled back in his old garbage. Yes,
1: uh, got it. The Alter Rebbe wisely so uses, uses the term dormancy. It, the, the, it doesn't leave, it becomes dormant. Yes. And it is overwhelmed by the evil. And by overwhelmed, I don't say insofar as power is concerned but by entering into dormancy, it never leaves. It's there alive, but the evil has covered it. Uh, The nanosecond, even less than that, that the Jew expresses his understanding and appreciation that he has sinned and moves away from that, from dormancy, the soul undergoes a magnificent and immediate metamorphosis into the Shekinah.
0: Did that make sense? Precisely. Precisely. The moment the essence of Hashem is revealed, you, you're a new person. The, 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 the person you were a moment ago is not here anymore. You're not, you're not caught up in kleep anymore.
3: I guess I'm caught up on the essence of God is revealed. You said just simply by saying you're a Jew that it's revealed, or is that just an example
0: of... Oh, oh, the okay. It? Thank you for clarifying the question. You're asking how does a person Reveal the essence of God okay. So a person that is That has humility A person that recognizes That there's a creator in the world Let me start from the beginning Every person has the essence of God within him All you need to do Is you need to reveal it that it's, it's Hashem is within you If someone recognizes and says I know there's, I know that there's a creator I know Hashem exists so then, he's revealing the essence of Hashem within him. We're talking about someone who has got, who the spirit of follyness has covered o- over the essence of Hashem. He's gotten caught up in every imaginable temptation in the world. Nonetheless, he's a Jew. When he's put to task, and at that moment, someone says, like, shakes him up. He says, "Are, are you, If you're Jewish." That I'm going to need to end your life. The person is what's the person gonna say? Hopefully, the majority the person has the ability to say, I'm a Jew and I'm a friend. Where is that power coming from? What? Honesty? No. No, wait. What makes him a Jew? He hasn't been Jewish for the last sixty years, sixty years of his life. I mean, what makes him a Jew?
3: If, most, if, if most Jews in, in this country don't follow most of the mitzvah or believe in God or claim they believe in the God, yeah, God. but
0: when that person so, is threatening you with your life, if if you're going to say that you're a Christian, he's gonna, he, he, that's fine. He doesn't care if you were born a Jew. Say whatever you want.
3: I'm just not convinced that, that claiming you are what you are and dying for it means. I mean, there are gay people. who someone threat, if you're gay, I'm going to kill you. This now, I'm gay. I'm not ashamed of it. You know. I mean, that doesn't prove that that's. I don't know. I'm just saying. No, no, that's whatnot. a good
0: that that's a great example. But what happens if someone? We're talking about the opposite extreme. You're saying someone is is recognizing who they are. I'm saying this person here. He doesn't recognize he's a Jew. Oh. Okay. He hasn't mentioned. He's been, he's been he's been an active sinner, acting like a nobody. You know, doing everything else aside from being Jewish for the last sixty years. He's been running away from Judaism for the last 60 years. He's not dying for the cause.
3: Okay, I know, but like, uh, I mean, I know. In your
0: example, yeah, go ahead. People who, yeah. are, who,
3: who say, yeah, I'm 100% Jewish. Okay. I don't believe in God, so I do whatever I want. Okay. They, they still admit that they're Jewish just as much as they're American, white, uh, six foot four. Like, that's what they are. but. Just because you're American doesn't mean you have to follow the laws, but you're still American, right? So like, well, I, I'm I just I'm confused with the distinction of, of saying, yeah, I'm Jewish, but still not caring about God or Mitzvot.
0: Say the question again, please.
3: You, if someone comes, okay, let, let's say I'm, I'm, I'm Jewish, I don't believe in God, I don't follow any Mitzvot. Someone comes up to me and says, are you Jewish or am going to kill you? I say, yeah, I'm
5: Jewish. Uh, does that make me better? Well, in this case, uh, he, there's a certain sacrifice that he's undergoing. in, in, in the, the, the other case, uh, there was no sacrifice. So I think I think that... What, what sacrifice? Well, what, what sacrificing was life.
4: I mean, that's no, the cool... No, the he was giving the opposite, actually. He was saying, the, if you claim you're Jewish, you get to live
5: oh well either either no but but, but there's one situation where um somebody says yeah i'm jewish because my father is jewish and you know my mother is jewish and i'm jewish you know but but uh, there's no sacrifice there i mean he's saying yeah this is who i am ethnically or whatever you know but in this situation um he's giving up his life so it's a it's, it's a different
0: situation also, I want, to, I want to mention, Howard, I think there's a no, detail... Was, that's
3: what I was saying. Even oh. if I don't follow any mitzvah, I don't believe in God, yeah. someone comes up to me and says I'm Jewish. If I say, yeah, and then they say I'm going to kill you, I say, yeah, I'm still Jewish. How, is, is, is that better? Because I
1: There's one I detail
0: I think, I think we're missing in the equation. And that one detail is that the person says, all I want you to do to live is bow down to this idol. You don't need to believe in it. Sorry, that's a very important catch over here. In other words, yes, maybe a person is gonna die for honesty. But here, the, the story we're discussing is where a person is threatened with his life. Either bow down to this idol, and you don't need to mean anything. You know the story of Hannah and her seven sons? Hannah and her seven sons. The king asked the first one, bow down to the idol, he killed six of her children in front of her. Finally it came to the youngest child, the king. Okay, I don't know how you could have compassion after killing six children, but he, he wants to have compassion on this mother. So he tells the child, look, I don't want to kill you. The child says, I'm not going to bow down to this idol. So the king says, just do me a favor. I'll throw my ring on the floor. This is in the Talmud. I'll throw my ring on the floor. Just pick it up. And at least my advisors will think you you were bowing down to the idol. Uh, there was an idol on the floor. I'll throw my ring. Oh, it says, no no no. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna do anything that's gonna make people think that I'm bowing down to an idol. Our discussion here is not if. It, it's much more. It's where someone is being threatened, but they're saying, "All I want from you is to just bow down to this idol." You don't. Tomorrow, I don't care what you do. You don't have to mean it. In that case, where is the power? Why, why shouldn't someone bow down to the idol?
3: Well, most probably will. Some are just stubborn. Told me what to do. Fuck that. <laughs> that kind of stubborn. I mean, I, I know people are st-
0: But a Jew naturally has a power to say, I'm not going to, like, kill me before I bow down to that idol.
5: Does that yeah, short circuit something. the Teshuva process? Or I mean does it sort of eliminate the necessity for doing Teshuva, you know, in the usual sense? No.
0: if someone is killed? Well what well, was your question? Does this. Right. I mean I mean supposedly
5: you say this affects sort of a cleaning Yes, yes. you know, gets rid of the clipotes. W
0: well, they were killed for the Kiddish Hashem? They were killed for the sake of God's name? They actually died? Well, yeah If they actually died for the sake of God's name They're actually We consider them a holy person
5: So, so in essence It's like he's done Teshuvah Ultimate Teshuvah
0: In, in a way uh, I mean Yes yes. He,
5: even though he hasn't really Done it But in a way he has
0: In this one moment Yeah He has done Teshuvah And that's why for example We learn on the other extreme And I'll get to your questions I didn't forget I'm sorry I'll share this later. Sorry, David, go, go ahead.
1: It was an observation and it's an essential point here. Steinsaltz elaborates on it. The spirit of folly. It's assumed that if someone were in his complete right mind, accepted his responsibility as a Jew, he would see. Now, the performance of a mitzvah is not a process of saying, I'm a Jew, therefore I'm going to go perform a mitzvah. There are certain things that a person does automatically as a moral code. He can say, I'm doing this because it's all me and Hashem, forget it, I don't believe in that. Does he go out and uh, uh, kill somebody who's in the grocery line ahead of him because he's in a hurry? No. He may realize that there's a greater good and it will be his turn and he observes in that action a mitzvah. He does not have to say specifically it's Hashem because Hashem's in there regardless. Hashem just doesn't say, ah, he did it. I snuck one over on him. He does that. It didn't happen spontaneously.
3: He does it because it's the law. You go back to wait in the grocery
1: line for somebody? He could be obnoxious.
3: I don't know why they
1: cluster in grocery stores, but they seem to. Um, it's a social it, norm. We could say that this happens spontaneously. There's no influence. There's no societal uh, uh, impact. But, nonetheless, the spirit of the shekhinah is in the person. To the degree that he is influenced, he may not even realize it. Maybe he's not a Talmachochim. Maybe this just happened in the context of people who were influenced. But. The performance of virtuous acts, let's not even say uh, mitzvah, the performance of virtuous acts does not happen solely by itself. No place in the creation of Adam was implanted in the performance of virtuous acts except by the inclusion of the godly soul hence how much more important that we perform that as an example to the gentiles who do not have a godly soul is that arrogant and presumptuous i don't think so i'm doing god's work
0: you know david i, I want to go on a different I, I hear your point but especially here i want to move aside from that momentarily with your permission what but, do you mean my permission it's your class <laughs> i, I, I want to come back I'm here i'm surprised you listen to me as much as you do <laughs> i want to come back and then you Like we'll take your point To put this in other words, what are we sharing here? We're not talking about, what we're saying if you would take a Jewish person that has no affiliation to Judaism, he has no connection to Judaism, and then you would take someone from another religion, again, who has no connection to his religion, he was born into his religion, and you would threaten each and every one of them with their life and say, all you need to do to live is bow down to this idol so the other person, there's no, there's no reason he's not going to bow down to that idol. The Jew, the moment you ask him to separate from God, he's going to be stirred. The es- his essence is going to be stirred, and he's going to say, I can't do that. That's kind of...
3: Nine, or he's going 99 times out of 100? 100, 100 out of 100? Are you, are, you, are you...
0: No. Yes, there are Jewish people that may not bow down.
4: But... And there may be some that do. I mean I'm thinking back to the I meant to, I
0: meant to say I I'm meant to say that, back to
4: the days of the Inquisition. I
0: meant to say there will be Jews that will that will bow down. And yes. And yes. And yes. Yes.
1: And yet there were generations that had a Madonna in their hallway where right. they came in and they kissed the foot of the Madonna. Right. And in the Madonna was a mezuzah. That's been documented. They showed up in Santa Fe, <laughs> they showed up in all kinds of places. They still kept that the inquisition came around to make sure that nobody was observing Yom Kippur so in some circles and it survived among some of the Sephardim they played cards on Yom Kippur because their dodge was the inquisition would come around and see them playing cards and while they were playing cards they were saying prayers hmm. so it, it's not merely a matter of saying bow down it's all of these other little tricks and things that are constantly nipping at us and asking us to deviate
5: doesn't it matter though, how the person was was raised i mean if if somebody was like for the first you know for their childhood or something they, they were raised in a certain way and then they then they deviated from it later and why but they still have their childhood it's still within them. so they have something to come back to mm-hmm.
0: Right, we're talking about someone That doesn't even have that childhood Someone that was just born a Jew And that's all they know
5: Well, that, that would be very difficult to understand Why they would sacrifice their life
0: And that's what we're learning here that's, exa- that's exactly the person that we're discussing here We're discussing a person who has no affiliation to Judaism He just knows he's a Jew cool. But when he's going to be threatened His essence, he's going to be The essence of Hashem is within him And he's going to be stirred.
5: That must mean something to him then. I mean, if he didn't mean something to him, it means...
0: It means something to him because that's who he is. That's his... Yeah, he's a part of Hashem. Hashem is his essence. And he's not willing to separate with that for a moment. It's a subconscious thing. What we're learning here is subconscious 100%. It's not dependent
5: on how he was raised?
0: Absolutely not. The point we're saying here is, is on the contrary. If it has to do with how he's raised, that's not a discussion. Then, then he's going back in his memory. Our conversation here is saying that the essence of the Jew has the essence of Hashem, regardless of whatever has happened previously, previously in his life, in one moment that can be revealed. If he has a previous history, so to say, that's going to arouse him, that's, not, that's, not, that's out of our context. I appreciate you bringing that up. We're, we're, that, yes, we're trying to say much much deeper.
5: Isn't one example that comes to mind, you mentioned
0: before, Daniel Pearl. Right, right, Daniel Pearl. Words, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'm sorry, I held you off, please. No, I'm, 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 please, I'm go ahead. Say,
2: um, when I found out uh, some cousins were murdered by Nazis as a child, Everybody in the family knew it, we thought that they were not even asked them, th- the, the, the Germans knew that they were Jews, they didn't ask them anything, they just took <coughs> them out and murdered them. So how would that lead to what we're talking
0: about here? Tell, tell me the question. I mean, what, what's the Romans question? They were just
2: taken out and murdered by the Nazis.
0: Oh, you're asking I got it, I got it. You're asking Are they still going to be considered Dying for the sake of Hashem? Absolutely Absolutely um, Unfortunately, anyone that was killed For being a Jew um, they, they immediately go to One of the highest places in Gan Eden That is why Rabbi Akiva Prayed to be murdered For the sake of God's name it is such a great mitzvah to die for the sake of Hashem that the author of the Shulchan Aruch was punished and Hashem said something happened in his life Rabbi Yosef Karo and Hashem said I'm not going to allow you to die for the sake of my name yeah this
5: question I think was though that um, these people would have died Anyway, I mean, it was totally out of their control. I mean, they, they didn't, you know,
0: <coughs> I mean... They weren't asked any questions. They, they weren't asked any questions. Yeah, They weren't asked to
5: go to the
2: concentration camp. They were... You know,
0: right. they, didn't they, didn't they didn't go, go to go a, go camp,
5: to they a
2: camp, camp. They were just taking them to a field.
5: Or, or whatever, yeah, yeah. <coughs> but I'm saying. Yeah. So, um, they didn't... It was, it was sort of... Um, you know, they, they just happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, in a way. they
0: are called a kadosh. Yeah. You're called a holy person. Yeah. They didn't that? Deny it,
4: they didn't, there are people who um, embraced Catholicism to avoid that. What did you say? There are people who
5: embraced Catholicism to uh, no, avoid that association with being Jewish. That didn't seem to matter to the Nazis, though. Yeah.
1: It was based on genetics and not on conversion. It used to be said in the 19th century that conversion to Catholicism, a baptism, baptismal certificate, was the passport to Western civilization, and uh, that wasn't true at the time. But it especially wasn't true with the Nazis. It was dependent upon what your background was and what your genetics were, oh, or what they called genetics. Christians, something
3: You be Christians. Some people yeah, to be Christians. No, they didn't. We they were
4: hiding. Hiding. I think what's confusing about this discussion is we're evaluating a person's Jewishness not based on the person themselves but on the actions of other people. And uh, and, that's, that's and, I, and I think what Rabbi Schneer basically said was you can be any kind of a Jew, any anywhere in the spectrum, and, and, and if somebody kills you because they think you're Jewish, your death is considered
3: holy.
0: Correct. Yes, well said.
3: What if... Has, what if someone confuses you for like a Muslim and kills you? <laughs> like they thought they just are really ignorant, which they would be if they're trying to kill and they, they
0: just I don't know It still counts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Still counts. All right, enough, but it's- okay,
1: uh, you get to go to <laughs> you get to go to, <laughs> <laughs> to, go to two heavens.
0: The uh, <laughs> Well, With they your, to it, come back to tell us what happened after they died. Anyway, so we're there are. We have a few can stories. I, can oh, I just
1: okay. inject a
2: yeah.
4: thought to see whether it's relevant to this discussion?
0: Yeah. Um, I've heard
4: the metaphor a ladder being used, and uh, and so throughout this whole discussion, I was thinking of the ladder metaphor. And what, and what the ladder metaphor meant to me was that if you're Jewish, you're placed on the ladder, and you don't get off. You're on it. Mm-hmm. You can go up, you can go down, and uh, and all you need to do to have uh, the had revealed is you just have to go up. It doesn't matter where you're at on the ladder. You can be in the bottom rung, you can be in the top rung, or somewhere in between. If you're heading up, you know the the klipa is removed and the godly soul is, uh, is is within. If you're going down, it's 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 the other way. But there's there's no getting off. Yeah.
1: You guys heard that metaphor? Mm-hmm. Well, because no. So I it, it. a
0: good one. I need to clarify Did what I say? said. Just one second, one second. Before, before I answer that question, I think Yitzchak has an answer. Okay, well, let, me, let me get back to this question.
2: <laughs> That's a deep question.
0: Regarding the ladder metaphor, it's a fantastic metaphor, but I want to tell you the precise metaphor that Kabbalah uses, and that is the metaphor of a string. Basically, the string is as long as you want it. You can pull it as low as you want, but um, all it takes is a little shake up, and you'll be able to connect right with the essence of Hashem. Okay. So it's a very similar. So similar. Okay. Yeah. Yes, Yitzchak And I'm, let, I'd like to take one or two more questions, and then kind of. Are uh, can you you comment on that? Yeah. No, Yitzchak, What was the question?
2: Uh, <laughs> are
0: Kleipa finite? Yes. Absolutely. We learn when Mashiach comes, Yivula Amavet Lenezach, death, and death is a metaphor for all kleipa is going to be is going to be removed. So, so kleipa. In a weird way,
2: your kleipa versus your your eternal spark.
0: Yeah, you're, you'll you'll only do good.
2: Well, I mean, if if it's eternal and the kleipa is finite, <coughs> um, you could always. See the klipa in that that realm of being...
1: There's an important point here that you and I have discussed extensively. Don't assume that when the Moshiach comes, the klipa is going to leave, so what you do now doesn't make any difference. It's very dangerous, because it's not up to you to make that decision. You have to follow the laws of the mitzvot that you're going to accomplish anything, and the Moshiach won't come if you don't.
0: Right. Um, David is pointing out that although the is going to be removed when Mashiach comes you can't rely on it. You can't say I'll do whatever I want now because <laughs> Mashiach going to clean me. Right. Let's see this inside. And then if we have more questions we'll take it. Uh, we're going to go now all the way from however on page 82, left hand column we're going to go all the way to the end of the page. Bear with me. Bear with me. I think we're gonna be able to do this ni- we're gonna be able to do this together and uh, conquer it. Here we go. However, this exile of the faculty of chachma, this that a person can sit and cover over refers only to that aspect of it which is diffused throughout the nephesh and animates it. Only the part of your wisdom that comes within your body can be covered over. Yet the root and core of this faculty Of the divine soul where is it remains in the brain And does not clothe itself in the sackcloth of the klipa Because where is the klipa In the left part of the heart In and In veritable exile In other words The essence of chachma The essence of chachma where Hashem is within Doesn't even come close to this whole fight Of klipa But it is as a word Dormant in the case of the wicked. Not exercising its influence in them, so long as their knowledge and understanding are preoccupied with mundane pleasures. So someone is sinning, the essence of Hashem is fully there, it's quiet. Nevertheless, when they are confronted with a test in a matter of faith, which transcends knowledge, Touching the very soul and the faculty of Chachma within it, faith is something above knowledge that touches the essence of a person. At such time, it is aroused from its sleep and it exerts its influence by virtue of the divine force that is closed in it. The essence of Hashem is within you, but it's dormant in 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 this sinner. Nonetheless, when His essence is going to be touched, someone's going to say, "Do you believe? Are you are you a Jew?" So at that point, you're, you're asking a question that touches his essence. You're asking a question that goes above his... his under, it's faith. You're touching the, his deepest part. And you're going to wake up the person's Chachma. As it is written, Vayikatz ki the Lord awoke like one who had been asleep. What do you mean Hashem is sleeping? Hashem doesn't sleep. Hashem was sleeping meaning... You put him to sleep, so to say. He was dory. On such occasion, the sinner is inspired to withstand the test of faith in God without any reasoning, knowledge, or intelligence that may be comprehended by him. This is a very key point, Dr. Yosef, going back to what you said. We're not talking about a person who had an education. Such a person, as we say in, in Gemara, certainly he's going to pass the test. We're talking about someone that without reasoning, knowledge or intelligence uh, that could be comprehended by him is able to go ahead and say I will not bow down and to prevail over the clip and temptations of this world whether permitted or prohibited to which he had been accustomed the moment you reveal that person's essence so whatever he had been accustomed to is going to disappear, even to despise, them, to despise them. And to choose God as his portion in lot, yielding to him his soul to suffer, to suffer how you say the next word? Martyrdom. Martyrdom? Martyrdom. Mark, mar, martyrdom.
4: martyrdom.
0: martyrdom. 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 To suffer martyrdom in order to sanctify his name. So when you touch a person's faith, at that moment, his essence is revealed, the essence of a Jew is Hashem, and he says, I'm a Jew. For even though the had revealed over him all his life, and he was impotent against them, as the rabbis have said, that the wicked are under the control of their heart, even though this wicked person is being controlled by Klippodat, yet when he faces a test challenging his faith in the one God, a faith which has its roots in the uppermost, uppermost heights of holiness, Namely, the faculty of Chachma of the Divine Soul in which is closed the light of the angel. So blessed is he, the moment the person arouses the Jew's essence. And the essence is the essence of Hashem. Then all the... This is powerful. Then all the klipot are made null and void, and they vanish. Listen to this. As though they had never been in the presence of the Lord. When you arouse the essence of the Jew, that's what I mentioned earlier. You're removing from him his past history, his his connection to evil. It, it's history, because you revealed the essence of Hashem. Everything else, else falls away. So it is written, "All the nations are as nothing before Him," meaning all the klipa is nothing. When Hashem is aroused, we're gonna now list five sukim, five passages that show that uh, what, w- around the essence of Hashem, all klipa is nothing. Number one is all the nations are as nothing before before Him. Number two, and indeed your enemies, O oh Lord, indeed your enemies shall perish. All evil evil doers shall be scattered. Number four, number three, and again as mac as wax melts before fire, let the wicked perish. And, and number four, sorry, four passages: the mountains will melt like wax. Let's summarize here. Well, what have we learned? And I encourage you to read this over on your own. I know we covered a lot of ground. What have we discussed? We've discussed that a person that is full of himself is not full of God. He's, covering, he's not allowing Hashem to truly reveal himself within him. But nonetheless, no matter how far he's separated from Hashem, the essence of Hashem is within him. And when, he's gonna, when, he's, when someone's going to touch his essence, they're going to say, Do you believe in God? Are you willing to bow down to this idol? At that moment, you're touching the essence of a of the person. His essence will re, will be revealed. The essence of Hashem. When the essence of Hashem is revealed, everything else melts away. Are there any questions? Or are there any questions that people can express?
5: The, these quotations here at the, the end. Yes. Um, I. I mean, he—he, he, you know, he, hes the person who did, did this. Yes. Is going to die as a result of what he said. Okay. So how do these quotations apply then? I mean, it's not his enemies that are dying; it's it's him. I mean, unless they're unless this is metaphorical and they're not, and they're talking about. Uh, so
0: we're talking about Klipa here. The, those are,
5: yes. That's what's
0: going to die, the, the Klipa, right? Yes. That's what he's, yes. Okay. Yes. We're not saying that a person needs to be to die in order to reveal his essence. But the reason we're, quote, we're, we're sharing this point is because. At times, the only way to reveal a Jew's essence is by, th- is by threatening him. By, if you want to touch his essence, you want to get to the core, well then you have to ask a bottom line question. So again, it does, this is not what it takes to reveal a Jew's essence. But, but this is the bottom line. Are you, going to, are you Jewish? Are you willing to just do something that has no meaning? Just bow down. Are you willing to go ahead and, and, and just share an expression about against God? Do, when you're going to get to his core, at that point, the person's <clears throat> going to say, I can't do that. Yeah, but to answer your specific questions, these passages here are referring to Kleba. Yeah. Any other questions?
5: What happened to Hunter's son?
0: He was killed. He was killed. It's a tragic story.
1: What was it, what was it that you said...
3: Hannah's <clears> seventh, <throat> what happened What happened with Hannah's seventh
0: son? She then turned to God and said God, you make such a big deal of Avraham Avraham wanted to sacrifice his Avraham was willing to sacrifice Yitzchak She turns to Hashem, she says Hashem Avraham didn't even sacrifice Yitzchak Not only that He had another son He had Yishmael She says, I physically sacrificed my seven sons. And with that she died. It's a tragic story. If you go to the the grave site next to the Arizal, there's a cave over there where they say she and her seven sons were buried. To end off on a good note, next Monday night there'll be a we're not going to gather here. We'll gather in Chabad of the East Side where there'll be a special video presentation of her bringing with the Rabbi. I highly encourage you. It's going to be a video presentation. I highly encourage everyone to come. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful night.